Welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. We're on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. In today's episode, I have another special guest with me. He was a Southern Baptist pastor and the previous pastor, uh, previous president of the Southern Baptist Convention, please welcome Dr. Ronnie Floyd. How are you doing today, Dr. Floyd? I'm doing great, Alex. Good to talk with you. Great to have you on. So today, Dr. Floyd and I are going to be talking about sharing the gospel. We're going to be talking about something called Vision 2025 that that Dr. Floyd is backing and really uh, promoting. And then we're going to be talking about the Great Commission and talking about being a mission-driven church rather than a consumer church. But before we do that, Dr. Floyd, could you just tell everyone a little bit a bit about you, your background, who you are, and where you come from? Sure. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be on today. I'm originally from the state of Texas, was raised in a small town, uh, south of San Antonio, Austin, and a um, town of about 5,000 people. Grew up in a very small church, 30 to 40 on Sunday. And uh, came to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior when I was a young teenager. And as a result of that, uh, while I'd wanted to be a, a major football coach in my life, all Baptist College in the, in the uh, state of Texas. Then went on to Southwestern Seminary, did both of my doctorate and my master's and my doctorate there, and pastored all along, Alex. I got married when we were, uh, when I was a junior in college, and my wife, she's a daughter of a, uh, of a pastor before he went to be with the Lord. Uh, he served Southern Baptist churches for over 50 years being a pastor, and uh, so we married, and uh, we have two children. We have seven grandchildren. One of our sons uh, was my successor at Cross Church in Northwest Arkansas, a very large multi-campus church in the state of Arkansas, and uh, one of the great churches of America. My other son is the head football coach of a large high school in Birmingham, Alabama area, Metro Birmingham. And so uh, we have three grandchildren in Birmingham, four grandchildren in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So we're kind of all over right now as I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. And so, like I said just a minute ago, we're going to be talking about uh, really sharing the gospel. And you've had a lifetime of experience of doing that. Sharing the gospel is what we're supposed to do. It's what we're called to do as Christians. Uh, and so we have this thing called Vision 2025. Can you explain to everyone what that is? Sure. I've been in this position uh, 23 months, Alex. I was uh, basically accepted the position in April of 2019 after 32 years and seven months in my previous church as senior pastor. Um, I resigned the next Sunday and then for several weeks, um, I needed to transition my church to get ready for this new era that they haven't had in 33 years. And so um, we were able to call the successor of the church during that time. And the very Sunday that uh, I left, I entrusted to him the role of senior pastor as the church I desired mm -hmm. and uh, moved here 
uh, started my position here in May the 20th, 2019. Uh, as soon as I got started here, we were heading into the 2019 Southern Baptist Convention in June, which then was in Birmingham, Alabama. And then the week after that, I started having strong conversations, really even before that convention, uh, with the head of the IMB, the International Mission Board, Paul Chitwood, and the uh, president of the North American Mission Board, Kevin Ezell, talking to them about how I believe we needed a unified Great Commission vision that would move Baptists back to what we're all about, and that is evangelism and missions. And they both agreed to that. I started talking to them about what their five-year plan was for the next five years. I listened to them. Uh, we had many, many collaborative partnerships over the phone, in person when we were able to be in person. Don't know how many hours we talked through all this, along with other matters. And, uh, and so basically, I forwarded to them um, uh, a vision that we're all behind, and that is Vision 2025. Mm -hmm. which is uh, the vision to reach every person for Jesus Christ in every town, every city, every state, and every nation. Uh, that's the big picture. That's the 30,000 view foot, uh, the 30,000 uh, foot view. But then how do we do that? Right. So we did, we defined five basic things that are necessary in order to do that. Number one, we need to send 500 more missionaries outside of the United States by the end of 2025. Mm -hmm. Now, just for this word, we all know we've been in a pandemic now for 15 months. Last year, the Southern Baptist Convention had to cancel for the first time since 1945, which is when this vision 2025 was going to be adopted. But now we're moving that to um, June 15th, 16th here in Nashville in 2021. SBC that will be occurring. And so we know that if we're going to touch the world with the gospel, we must have more missionaries. And so okay. we're, we're going to do our very best to plant or to send 500 more missionaries uh, by the end. That's a net 500 more missionaries, which means we're going to have to appoint uh, no less than 2000 of them because we lose missionaries due to attrition to retirement. We have a massive missionary force. It's just the nature of the beast. How many people you have, that's the way it is when you have a lot of, uh, of folks all across the world. The second thing we know it's critical to that is uh, we need an additional 5,000 uh, new churches who become a part of the family called SBC, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention. And so we're doing that in all kinds of ways through church planning, through affiliation of churches into our convention, rate replanting churches, which is a big deal today. Churches that are on the brink of going under, and yet all of a sudden they emerge and uh, somebody takes them over and, and they, they come back to life. In fact, you're in Kansas City. One of the greatest stories in church replanting is, in, is, in, uh, uh, is right outside of Kansas City. And, uh, and Fellowship Church there, I believe it's in Greenwood, Missouri, which is uh, over by uh, Lee Summit, Missouri, in an exploding area. They were about to close the doors. The First Baptist Church, Lenexa, took them over. Lenexa Baptist Church, not First Baptist Church, but Lenexa Baptist Church, took them over, replanted them, put a new pastor in. And now, when I was there a year and a half ago, two years ago, well, about a year and a half ago, I preached 
three services to over a thousand people. So it's amazing what happens when leadership gets involved. We have churches all over the country that need that kind of boost. Uh, and also, not only that, but we're starting to, to think through church planning in various uh, university cities because a lot of the universities are not located where we have strong churches. So we've got to, we have to put a church somehow in all that. And so there's, there's a strategy there, but we're looking for 1,250 new churches by the end uh, each year, leading us to 5,000 additional churches by the end of the year, 2025. And if we're going to be able to do those things, um, you know, we have to remember, uh, Alex, that we've got to have more ministers of the gospel. We need God to call out the call. We're going to have a new emphasis across the nation, which is our third initiative, which is going to be calling out the called and preparing the called. We do a pretty good job on preparing the called, but I'm talking about calling out the called. Um, pastors standing in their pulpit week by week by week, appealing to people that if that if you believe God wants you to enter into ministry, into missions, regardless if you're 45 or you're 65, 75, or you're 15 or 20 or 25, we want you to consider redirecting your life, if God so wills, toward the mission field of the world, towards local church pastoring, towards servicing local churches, ministering to them whatever way. I mean, whatever that may look like, God knows. More professors at seminaries, you name it, whatever they would do. And so we, we need to extend that calling out the call. The fortunate fourth initiative uh, really, you know, obviously has caught a lot of passion uh, in this and, and it should catch a lot of passion uh, because we are undergoing a real decline in, in seeing teenagers baptized and, uh, and reach for Christ. And, and we want to turn around the, the, the ongoing decline of reaching teenagers uh, from 12 to 17 years of age before they get into college, because it's really, really important that we do that, Alex. I mean, we have a 38, we're, we're baptizing 38% less teenagers than we did in the year 2000. And yet we have the same amount of teenagers that we did then. Uh, years and years ago, we used to baptize just, you know, I think the largest was way over 150,000 teenagers a year. Uh, and so, you know, we need to recapture that vision and do what we can to be sure that we get through that vision. And if we're going to do that well, we're going to have to we're going to have to go to the fifth initiative, and that is we have to fund the vision. It doesn't matter what ministry you have; you've got to fund the vision. You have to put money behind the vision. You have. I've always found, and uh, don't ever forget this one: is that dollars always fill, follows vision. We're going to present to the Southern Baptist Convention a great, great, unified, great commission vision. And because of that, all we need now is after that, we've got to fund that vision. I mean, for example, if we're going to put 500 more missionaries across the world. That's $10 million more million a year we have to have. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be the key to that. We've got to build that and we have to do what we can 
to do that. And so that is really, in reality, Vision 2025. And we believe that can be a tremendous jumpstart into a new day, a refreshing day, a day of hope and a day of, uh, of joy and a day where we're seeing masses of people being reached for the gospel, churches being planted, missionaries being sent, people being called to ministry. And all of a sudden, the Lord is so generous through his people because their hearts are warmed by the Great Commission. Praise the Lord. I love, I love Vision 2025 and everything that's in it. One of the one of the things you mentioned was talking about new church plants, and, and you mentioned Lenexa Baptist Church um, and how they took over a church and, and, and replanted them and everything. My church, Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri, um, a, a, a few months ago, there was a church in independence missouri that reached out to us and they said hey we're like dying like this church is dying and so they reached out to abundant life and they just basically asked for for abundant life to take them over and so now just a few weeks ago we started a new campus down in uh, independence missouri uh because um people they didn't want to see the church closed they wanted to see the gospel continue to be pushed and, and for people to be reached by the gospel still. Yeah. And so they reached out to my church and that was, that was a great thing. And, and then another one that you mentioned, um, which was talking about uh, teenagers, people my age who were right. wanting to be baptized and, and being discipled. And, and that's something I agree we, that the church needs it's, and it's very lacking in today's day and age. People, teenagers, much. like you said, they're not getting baptized as often as the as christ would like to see and and then on top of that they need to be discipled that's right currently i'm being discipled by a good friend of mine named named christian lynch and he has helped me uh and and, uh taught me things that i hadn't known before and it's been amazing And, and it really can change someone's life after after being discipled like absolutely Well, you know, we have to remember this, Alex, and some people don't quite get this, but we've got to remember this. You cannot baptize whom you do not reach. You cannot disciple whom you do not reach. Reaching is the first necessity in order to seeing that occur. The more people we can reach, the more people we will see follow in in that first step of discipleship, which is baptism and uh, uniting with a local church. And, and, and then obviously carrying out of that by making disciples of all the nations, which is what discipleship should lead to. Discipleship shouldn't be some static thing that occurs with two guys sitting around a table with a book. It needs to, it needs to, it needs to be um, leading people towards where they are making an impact for Jesus Christ with their life in a way like they've never uh, been impacted before mm-hmm. right it, it shouldn't be just like you just said it shouldn't be something that with two guys sitting at a table just learning or anything what discipleship is 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 really it's radical self-donation for the purpose of godliness and multiplication that you're donating time uh, out of your life to pour into someone else's life and that should multiply across mm-hmm. everyone that gets discipled so they mm-hmm go and make disciples and it just is uh it's a snowball effect of discipleship and and making followers of christ and that's what the church needs 
Absolutely. That's what the church needs. And thank God for you doing what you're doing and trying to awaken people with the need uh, for this podcast and for other things that uh, folks like you do around the country. I mean, that's the key. It takes one person at a time. It has a, it takes a man like you with a vision, um, a young man like you with a vision to make a difference for your life. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're trying to do. And that's what every person has to do is that we've got to emphasize the importance of putting the seeds of the gospel of Jesus Christ in all kinds of ways to all people all around the world. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, and maybe, maybe you guys are listening to this and you don't really know what the great uh, commission is. And I'm, I'm just going to read scripture. Matthew 28, 16 through 20 is where the great commission is found. And it says, then the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So it's going and making followers of Christ. And that's where the Great Commission is found. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And the church needs to return to that. And I feel as if many, many churches are really consumer driven rather mm -hmm. than missional driven. And what I mean by that is when I say consumer driven, it seems as if uh, the church is seen as a dispenser of religious and services and people come to church to be fed, to have their needs met through quality program programs and to have professionals teach them and, and their children about the word of God. That's basically saying, I go to church. And, and what we need to move away from is that. And we need to move towards being a missional church, which is a body of people sent on mission who gather in community for worship, community encouragement, and teaching from the word in addition to what they are self-feeding themselves throughout the week. So instead of going to church, it's saying, I am the church. And we're not only getting uh, fed through the word of God on Sundays, but we're also feeding ourselves Monday through Sunday as well. Yeah, good word. I like that. You know, the thing I like to do uh, in that, Alex, is combining the Matthew 28 passage that you read over with the Acts chapter 1, verse 8 passage, of which captured the final words of Jesus before he ascended to be with the Father. And talks about how we're going to be uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. And that witnesses extends to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. For you, it would be immediately in Kansas City. And then across Missouri and across uh, the United States, and then to the nations. The statement I like is presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to every person in the world and making disciples of all the nations. To me, that is what Acts 1-8 is about, connected with Matthew 28. We must go, we must share, we must tell, we must witness. At the same time, we're going to pick them up and disciple them as we reach them to the glory of God. Reaching, baptizing, discipling. Cannot baptize who you do not reach, and you cannot disciple who you do not reach. It all starts with the reaching arm of the church. Right. 
you know, I'm reminded somewhat of, of a church, uh, of a shirt that my kids ministry in my church used to have. And it said, no, grow and show. And what it's basically saying is that we need to know the word of God. We need to grow mm-hmm. in it. And then we need to show it to others with the way that we live our lives, with the way that we talk to people, with the way that we love one another and the way that we share the gospel with each other. And we need to reach for that. We need to reach for Absolutely. the gospel so we can reach sure. others for the gospel and the church is lacking that. Yeah. No question about it. You know, we need a great, we need a great commandment revival that we need to love the Lord, our God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. When we have a great commandment revival like that, then we will see the great commission being more aptly fulfilled through our lives. We have way too much talk about what we must do. We need to learn how to live with each other, respect each other, honor each other, give our best to one another, and, uh, and, and, and trust people uh, and give them the benefit of the doubt. And uh, that's what we should do. I'm, I'm, I'm moved. Every time I say this phrase, I'm moved. And I, every time I say the phrase I'm about to say, uh, Alex, I'm convicted because it holds me accountable. It holds you accountable, should hold all those who will listen accountable. What did Jesus say in John 13? He said, love one another. Think about that. Love one another. Think about what kind of place America would be today. What would happen in churches today, the nation today, the world today, if we just lived out those three words, love one another. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Amen. And it's loving each other enough to, to share the truth of the gospel with them. Because without right. Christ, then we can't be changed. Without Jesus, we can't be changed. And mm-hmm. we need to love them enough to say, hey, here's the gospel. Here's the reality of sin. Right. Here is Christ. What will mm-hmm. you do about it? Yeah. Well, you know... America's in trouble and we need to do what we can to turn this nation around. Um, God doesn't need America, but we need God and, um, and prayerfully his mercy and his grace will see us through this challenging season. Uh, but the church, uh, must answer this moment. I mean, the church must answer this moment. There's over 300,000 churches in the United States. We have 50,000 of those affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention. We need to do all we can cross-denominationally, across the ethnicities, uh, across the cultures, to make a difference for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So thank you for letting me be on today, Alex. Thank you so much for being on and talking about uh, Vision 2025 and and the Great Commission. I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate your time. It's a great honor to have you on on the episode today. Thank you, and God bless you, man. And you stay in the battle, and you be all God wants you to be. Thank you. Okay, so everyone, with all of that being said, that is going to come to an end of the episode. I hope you all enjoyed. I hope you all have a great day. God bless you, and goodbye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective 
on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.